1: You'll find anywhere. Exclusive
2: TV. Appreciate you, man. All those goals they have set. Get rid of them and let's just play football. Yep. But, Rigger Spoon says, why is it we do not have a quick pass to releasing tight end to neutralize the blitz? Where they just slide up the field into the gap and the QB hits them. Correct. Right. Yeah. It's a good
0: question. It's right I don't question. know the answer to it's it. It's
2: a great question. Yeah. Yep. Joe Kyle, question for Ike Where would TJ start in the SEC except Auburn?
0: Um, I don't know that I looked at a lot of the other quarterbacks that much. The way that, that Missouri. That, I about to say, the way that Missouri plays, he probably fits their offense the best. Texas A&M's <laughs> quarterbacks aren't very good. Max Johnson went 10
1: for 20. Yeah, but for he had, like, they had a yards. bunch of drops. They were dropping the ball, like, consistently. Almost every other pass he threw. T- that, TJ could do just as good as Max Johnson. Yeah,
0: So Texas A&M, he probably could start there. The only reason I would not say Vanderbilt is just because they rely on his legs too much there at Vandy for him mm-hmm. to start there but as far as being able to throw the ball he's just as talented as the Qu- Vanderbilt quarterback so we we have to get off of this TJ can't play ball thing it's that's just not true yeah. It's just, not, I mean, and again, there are other SEC schools who don't have good quarterbacks. It, that that is not a thing that is right. limited to Auburn's quarterback play right now.
3: Yeah, the question has always been about how perfect do the conditions around him need to be for him to play Correct. well. Some guys, it just doesn't matter; they're going to ball no matter what. So, other guys, they need a great old line, they need good right. skill positions. Right. Yeah, it is. Your, it op- is.
2: And your your optimism and the optimism we had was that if we're rolling with TJ, that means the coaching staff has saw some things with those conditions around T.J. that will warrant his success. We're not seeing a lot of that, so it makes you have to reconsider the whole offense in, in general, including T.J., despite how well or not well he's playing. All right, Rod May says they attacked Troxel in the second half and also attacked Tate Johnson with cross combos. They look so lost out there on the offensive line. They
0: did not handle any of the stunts that Penn State was doing well at all. Like, our offensive line looked like they had never seen a pass-blocking scheme, ever. It was
1: awful. <laughs> it was bad, man. So, I mean, we've got how many new starters there? We've got right guard and center, right? Yeah, right guard and center are the only new starters. Well, in, in Killian's ear, this was his first year starting. He started one or two games last year. Yeah. So, three out of our five offensive linemen are relatively new as far as starts in the conference in i mean yeah. i think so unfortunately and this is going to sound like i'm bagging
0: on Tate johnson the unfortunate reality is your center is the quarterback of that defensive line mm-hmm. and he just maybe doesn't have the experience necessary to get right. everybody in the right, right. situations or right. understand you know how we're going to slide the protection out and he's still learning that position um not that you know uh you know nick broms with some you know award winning center, but he at least had the experience maybe yeah. to be he's able saw, to get people. I don't know. I don't I don't know what the answer is at offensive line, man. I'm I'm literally grasping at straws here. <laughs> I don't want to put it on anybody in particular. I do know that there's no excuse for Brandon Council getting a personal file penalty at that position after TJ makes that run. I do know that Austin Troxel has been bad all season as far as getting holding calls, as far as getting procedural penalties, as far as getting yeah. beat. He just has not played well. I do know for a fact that we have not played as a unit for an entire game as an offensive line. That's that's all factual statements. What the answer is, have no clue. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together.
2: Rick, appreciate the super chat. Question Are Harson staff oblivious to their game day talent relative to those around them? Gay day game day performance warrants scheme and talent change. Yeah, I do I mean, what I we disagree. were talking about. Yeah, yeah. 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 I agree.
0: Yeah. I mean, are they oblivious to it? No. I think I honestly think that there is, and we talked about this with Josh Pate, and this was the perception that has been out there amongst SEC staffs, is that Coach Harson and company feel as if they can scheme their way out of deficiencies and a brilliantly schemed play doesn't really matter if that scheme doesn't work against what your, what the defense is doing. And it has to be a scheme that fits the plan that they're attacking you with. Um, And I just don't know that I've seen that. And this, this might be a is coach Keesaw equipped to be a play caller right now thing. I don't, I don't know, man, like there's just so many unanswered questions for me right now. Um, oblivious. I, I don't know the answer to that.
2: Yeah. Lisa Wise just checked in. So may have already been covered. Neither our offensive coordinator nor defensive coordinator seems capable of. So if they're going to do that, we could do this in the game. In other words, she's talking about adjustments.
0: I would agree. I doesn't, it doesn't, you know, this is what Mike was saying about counter punching, man. Like you have to anticipate and then punch back or you get hit and you're like, And it shouldn't take the entire game for that. to. And this is one thing, like, I thought we did this well against San Jose State, right? Like, San Jose State, it was clear they went into halftime and they said, we're not going to go out here and be cute. We're just going to run the ball down their throat and go get this W and get out of here, right? And so they made the adjustment, put the ball in Tank's hands, go run. Mercer, they did the same thing. They came back out of the rain delay and they were like, we're just going to run the ball just go run the ball and and let's get out of here. I'm not putting no we're not throwing the ball up here to nobody no more. All these turnovers, go run it. Penn State that wasn't an option. It wasn't an option to just say we're going to go be the bigger stronger SEC team and go push these guys around. So this is where that next level, it's like are we punching out of our weight class now? Mm. It's like, yeah, you look good when you was fighting these welterweights and you a heavyweight. As Soon as you get into a heavyweight match, you can't you can't just use the fact that you're a bigger dude to to win. And right. so I don't know that we're we're in that place yet.
2: Before we get to the next super chat, I do want to ask you guys this because this has been a consistent response that Harson has given when Auburn gets behind. We lose a significant part of our playbook. We now have to throw to get back into games, and while I understand that. If we're still trying to work out our passing offense, doesn't it make sense to incorporate elements of our offense that do work and can actually help our passing offense? Yeah, I,
0: I mean, it makes sense. One hundred percent, it makes sense. Okay. But uh, all
1: right.
3: Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just think you know, at the end of the day, if you're if you're going to be one dimensional, the thing that does that you're saying works, it doesn't work. It doesn't work because they're loading the box against it. So the the problem is you just have to do more things right than you do wrong. That's, a simple, that's the simple answer to this. The simplest answer here is the truest. Play better football all the way around and more things will work. So if you're really good at running the ball, we don't have the type of offensive line that can just smash up and we
0: can run the ball no matter what. Right, and that's my that yeah. was my point is that yeah. like when you get to the bigger boys, it that's not an option anymore. You need right. to figure something else out.
3: Correct. Yeah, yeah. So you got to yeah, be better at more facets of the offense and then the thing that you are good at or better at will work
2: better. Uh, C- Christian Crawford says, "We can't blame TJ for this loss. Bad coaching, horrible offensive scheme, offensive line was atrocious, run game was impossible, limited gaps." I have to take a week off of AU football. <laughs> See you all Saturday. Yeah, yeah I mean understand. we can't
0: blame the loss solely on TJ. It uh, th- the whole team has to own this loss, man. Like yeah. it's just yeah. sure, it was, this was lost. if there was a team loss that ever existed, this was the this one. was one for sure. Yeah, yeah.
2: for sure. Agreed, one hundred percent. Ben Bloodworth he says they drove on us with their backup QB,
0: who is actually really good. So let's yeah. not just Drew Allard, just be, he's because, yeah, because he's yeah. the backup. Like let's he's be the clear. Future. Most people actually like him better than their starter, and he has yeah. shown really well in the games where he's played and come in. So yeah. T. T.
2: Frank also spoke very highly of him too when he was yeah. on our show. Penn State, so.
0: the Penn State fans love him.
3: Yeah, there is yeah there is a feeling in that fan base that he is the next coming of whoever their greatest quarterback was, like Kerry all, Collins. All our all my Penn State friends are just like they're over Clifford. They don't care what he does. Like they'll look at Saturday and be like, he still sucks. Give us Drew Aller. Oh like, yeah,
2: hmm. Patrick R says appreciate the super chat. Our defense was vanilla. My question is, were we scared to blitz on defense when the game was in hand?
0: Um, we were not. So this is this is like the blitzing that we did wasn't super effective, right? Um, so it's not that we were scared to blitz. We actually played very little zone in this game. They were playing a lot of man defense on the outsides this game. So all of this we're given too much cushion stuff. That wasn't really the case this game. We just didn't have a pass rush and mm-hmm. so eventually somebody was going to be open. That was the biggest issue is that up front we weren't able to get to Sean Clifford. Like I don't Sean Clifford only got tattooed when he came outside the pocket. Right. Outside of that that man's jersey probably didn't get grass stains on it.
2: Rick says game day gamers are greater than practice heroes. Yeah
0: but you Mm got to
1: put them in the game to figure out whether they are that person. Right. That's it. That's it. If you only go by practice, you'll never find out if they are a game day gamer. For sure. Christian Crawford,
2: again, I think it's ridiculous to suggest you TJ can't ball. We have to stop acting like he's the problem. Sure. Sure. Play Zach, but blaming TJ doesn't solve the problem. Zach will still have an O-line issue.
0: Yeah. But again, to Mike's point, certain people handle that O-line pressure a little bit better. Much better.
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. It's not, again, our fan base is stuck in this whole, our O-line has to be perfect for any quarterback to be Well, not perfect,
0: but definitely better than yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely better than yesterday. But we've
3: seen worse performances in our league with other quarterbacks.
0: Equivalently bad. Yeah. Because I don't know that anything was worse than yesterday.
3: Well, uh, playing at a higher level than what we saw yesterday from any of our quarterbacks. Right, So if we don't have that guy, we don't have that guy. I would just I just would argue that based on what he accomplished last year, you're not telling me that what Zach Calzada did last year was a fluke. Yo, Texas A&M was near the top of the league in drops, and his O-line was second worst behind Bama's in terms of pressures
1: allowed. Well, like, I'll give you this about Zach Calzada coming from AM to here. A&M's a lot worse than I thought. They're worse than I thought in terms of their wide receivers and their offensive line talent. Because I, w- I was thinking, and we've had this discussion, was last year the down year because they had a great offensive line in 2020, takes a step down, and then That's it comes the back That's the assumption. Up. That was right. the assumption. It's not better. Their offensive line is not better. They can't really run the ball. App State kept them in a box for an entire half, and they scored seven points. Even if Hanks King is the worst quarterback they've ever had, you should be able to have a good enough line to line up and mash App State. They do not have that line. Jimbo Fisher is a terrible head coach and him being there and having some success, I think is probably more a credit to what he was able to endure there as the quarterback than I thought previously. So I'm, I am, as they have shown this year, what what Texas A&M has shown this year and what we've shown this year. Yes. I, I am now more interested in Zach Calzada getting snaps than I was before because he doesn't get rattled very easily. And he made some great downfield throws under some immense pressure. So but maybe that's the problem. Again, are we going to depend on downfield throws still? Is it still going to be going for, for really big chunk yardage? Because honest to, to everybody saying, we had a couple comments now. TJ was actually really good throwing the ball when he got out of his hands. We listen. saw the semblance of a a two-minute drive. We haven't seen a two-minute drive from a quarterback here and it's been so long, dude. It's been so long since we've seen anything like that. A completion over the middle to Javier's Johnson, another one. And the shed turnover was really what slowed that drive down. So we see these pieces, but it's night and day. It's it's flip-flop. And that's too inconsistent, just like the last guy was too inconsistent. Who's going to be the most consistent? Even if your ceiling isn't high, who is going to be the most consistent so that when we get something going, it's not going to immediately be stunted and undone by turnovers and mistakes.
3: Yeah, so we're clear. I'm not. I'm not done on Robbie Ashford. Um, you prepare him to be the starter. I think this week. I, th- I think that's how they finished out this game. Is you're preparing him to be the starter this week, and you're making some plan for Calzada at some point, um, just in case, because Robbie, uh, the way they're running him, you know, he looked, you know, near the end of the game. I don't know if he looked tired or like. I don't know if you guys noticed. During the end of the game, he looked beat. Um, you know, through no fault of his own. But you know, in, in the last game, he came up gimpy at the end. You know, you have to have two quarterbacks in this league. I think you figure out who one and two is after this one, right? We, so and you have you to,
2: have you moved on from TJ? Then is is what it sounds like. Um, I think the coaching staff may.
0: Move on. I just don't know, how, don't to, know how he do I don't know how he could be under successful Under these conditions. conditions and, yeah. and let's be clear. Thing, things TJ did really well escaping pressure and going, getting positive yardage, escaping pressure, keeping his yes, eyes upfield and going and making completions. Yes. The, the bonehead, and I don't boneheaded is strong, excuse me the inexcusable and inexplicable turnovers is where i just draw the line of like bro you just you just can't do these things yeah because I mean, you're killing yourself and the momentum of the team every time you do it
3: yeah if you're in his position you have to play the type of game where you can say you really can just say hey it was he did the best he could and it wasn't it was it just, wasn't enough it yeah. wasn't enough yeah we're not sitting here having that conversation today like nobody's reasonably saying he did the best he could Right. And again, the same energy that I had before for perfect conditions cannot be required for above average play because nobody's going to get that. There are athletes all over the SEC. You're right. never going to get perfect conditions unless you're again, unless it's a rare cycle like what Bama's 2020 O-line O-line—one of the best I've ever seen. Mac Jones was on his, under historically low pressure. He had no pressure. All right. The dude could have did his taxes in the backfield and still completed passes. Um, the next year, it was historically bad, but fortunately, they had a guy who just knew how to deal with that.
1: Covered all and, transgressions.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah, he covered a multitude of transgressions on that offensive line, and he is still doing so to this day. So, you know, find, the, find that guy and, and, and figure out whether it can be Ashford or... Calzada but at this point I think three games in it's pretty safe to say I'm, I'm not sure that we
0: think that it can be TJ and, and that's I unfortunate like, because I do think that he has played better this year but yeah. again once you once you get into the place where he's averaging two turnovers a game right that's it like yeah. I don't know I don't know what to say to that anymore
3: yeah you still got to win games and you just can't keep and you got to protect the football. Else. yeah yeah, yeah, protect. Sure. Yeah, if he protects the football and he's got one interception through three games,
2: we're probably not having this conversation. Correct. Like, yeah. like,
0: but that's the prop. Like, it is. And this, you this have is, to protect the football, man.
2: This is Jazzy Joe's comment here. Appreciate you, Jazzy. Since the O line is bad, let the QB that has experience and success with the bad O line play play. To the detriment of his health, Calzada gave up
3: his knees, his shoulders, everything behind that O line last year at Texas A and M. I just don't see. I see him, and there was talk of him getting reps with the ones. I really do believe that this at one at some point the coaches just said, let's just call this uh what it is and let's prepare for next week. Yeah. You take that ass weapon and you move on, right? It, like, it doesn't you know, make
1: sense to if for Calzada to get out there cold, not only in that game, but in the offense as far as on field reps and then say, hey, go go save us. I mean, we didn't like that when T.J. was put in that position last year. You don't do yeah. that to any court, yeah. especially when your offensive line has been getting eaten alive like they had. You're just throwing them to the wolves, and I'm, I'm save, glad they didn't so, do that. Yeah, save them. Yeah. Uh, Black Wing
2: says, can we steal Wisconsin's O-line coach? We oh, to oh, steal somebody else's O-line.
3: They have a long history <laughs> of producing really solid O-lines at Wisconsin.
2: so yeah. you know. For sure, for sure. Cleveland Brown says, there were so many times that a Penn State player went untouched. You would have thought someone hit the pot. Now, this is definitely something, uh, Ike, I'm sure you're going to address in the film review. There were definitely times where Penn State guys would just have untouched. the red carpet. I mean, they carpet, were in the
0: backfield red carpet. the minute the, the shotgun snap got to the quarterback. And I'm just like, what are we doing? Dog? When you like,
3: watch When you watch the film, you'll see they frequently just sent more guys than we can block. They completely sold out. To go get the quarterback or stop the run it was but it was unreal
0: the the, the the problem that you have or that I have with that is that's not an unusual that's what a blitz is for right but there are ways to effectively handle it as an offensive line that we did not do so you have to block it inside out right like you can't you can't surrender a gap pressure right up the for quarterback's sure. face because he can't do anything with that for and sure. so and and so if it's going to be an outside blitz, then that's on the quarterback to handle. Like, yes, okay, you've got an pocket. unblocked blocker, an unblocked uh, person coming off of your left side from the outside. That means you either, to your point, Mike, you have to step up if you're not getting the offensive line pushed back in your face, or you have to throw hot off of that. Because that means if they're coming from the one receiver side and you're throwing hot off, it, it's, you have to understand how to deal. We had zero blitz planned. And they were they were selling out to blitz.
2: I love this this comment by Ed Darby. There was, yes, there were a lot of D4's tight. Out. Yes, the lot of tight formations, which brings more defenders into the box, which gives the defense a lot of zone blitz opportunities.
0: Mm. Yeah, mm. we have we we have the receivers and tight end talent to spread them out more than what we've done. If you know they're going to try to load the box, get more defenders out of the box just by spreading it out. Right, and then you put your athletic quarterback in there, and he's going to have more room. The the thing I did like is we brought Robbie into the game, and it immediately changed Tanks and Jarquez's ability to run the yes. ball mm-hmm. because yes. they had to account for the fact that Robbie could potentially take off and run. Yeah, it changed the dynamics of what we could do in the run game. The problem is Robbie goes in there and he throws that interception, yeah. right? Yeah. But Robbie's gonna he's he's young. He's gonna he's gonna do that, right? You. I expect Robbie to have mistakes and throw interceptions. I don't expect TJ to have those same mistakes and throw those interceptions. And that's the problem is that Robbie is young and will get better. I don't know that from an interception or taking care of the ball standpoint that TJ's ready to get better yet because he's doing all the other stuff right. But you got to right. protect the ball, bro. Yeah, yeah,
2: you got to protect yeah, the football. For sure, for sure. Nicholas Frazier, uh, appreciate the super chat. I believe if Robbie had more gang reps in week one and week two, after half when the score was 14-6, I believe it could have been a closer game and possibly a win, in my opinion.
3: This is my biggest criticism of this staff yesterday. Was similar to Mississippi State last year after Bo got hurt. I'm like, dude, he's clear. He's clearly he's grabbing his shoulder and he's doing all this stuff on TV. And I'm like, you can't tell me nobody on the field saw that. Right, right, and then you send him out there. Uh, not is it's going to affect the way he throws the ball. He had like a I forgot I, it was like a out to somebody on the near side of the field
0: mm-hmm. where the cameras he, at. He ground, he groundballed balled
3: it. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, okay, his shoulder's hurt. Let's get him out of here and get the next guy in. And I just I thought if you were going to save the game, that was that was and keep it close. That's when you had to do it. Right, but they gave up that drive, and then Penn State scores on the next drive, and then they just keep scoring, and the game's out of hand before the end of the third quarter. Uh, the, the quick adjustments is something we talk about. Players adjusting and getting better. I'm telling you, it, it's it's hard as a player to overcome a, a bad scheme or a bad game plan. And we didn't make any adjustments that I saw that were worth a damn in that second half. None, for sure.
2: For sure. Joe Kyle says TJ may not be the problem but we can't solve the problem on our offense with him. His skill set is a mis- mismatch for our talent the supporting cast around him. I, I agree with this. W-
3: I 100% agree, I agree with this. With that, Joe. Yeah, yeah I agree it's a it's a mismatch for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, Hold
3: on, wait, wait. Before we get to the giveaway, because I've been holding something for thirty minutes. <laughs> okay, you gotta the, go uh, pee. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> Might as well. The 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 I I would I see a lot of fans who were like, "This is the worst loss I've seen in six years and ten years and this." And I was like, "Well, you know, I've been a fan a little bit longer than that." So I remember two thousand three USC game one. I remember this like it was yesterday, Junior Rose Green comes into the athletic department while I'm cutting film and highlights. And my boss looks at him and says, you guys going to win the game? And he's like, yeah, we're going to beat their ass. right?" And everybody felt good. The energy before the game was electric. It was amazing. A lot of promise that year. Uh, pre-season number six, USC came in 17. We didn't score a point in that game. Mm -hmm. It looked as bad as it could possibly get, and that was game one. These kind of beatdowns happen. That team still went on, pulled it together to win eight games. The Nalls minger offense, disaster that was, it happens. And we almost fired that coach. We almost. People were done with Tuberville that season. And he found a way to pull out some late season wins and get eight games. Or 2004 never happens. I'm not saying that this staff will do that so that everybody says, oh, you're saying it, blah, blah, blah. Well, listen, at the end of the day, nobody after USC that year thought the rest of that season was possible. Nobody. And if you say you were one of those people... You're practicing revisionist history. You're only looking at the outcome because if you were there, you remember vividly what it was like before. People were even more down after we got goose egged at home than yesterday. The only difference was we didn't have Facebook and Twitter and all these things for people to overreact on. But it was bad. I've never seen 90,000 people so quiet after
2: a game than after we got goose egged at home versus USC. And then we came back the following week. And didn't score another touchdown against Georgia Tech. Right.
3: They literally ripped the goalpost down and threw it over the side of the stadium after they beat us. This is a real story. Game three, we play Vanderbilt. And Tumberville was a quiet guy at practice. And he came in and he said, He, I mean, I'd I'd never seen him so fired up at practice. He was like, I'm sick of this shit. There's two games that we had scored a damn touchdown. We're gonna go up to Tennessee, we're gonna whoop their ass, and we're gonna do it on national television. And what he meant by national television was Jefferson Pilot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> which was the worst yeah, which was way to watch television. it all
3: the game. That was all. Right? Because it sure as hell wouldn't know what ESPN. But they won that game. I remember Jarriss McIntyre bounced off a guy to score the first touchdown of the season. And they dug deep, man, because that team had heart. It didn't start the way that they they planned, but they had heart, and they dug deep. The coaches dug deep, and they found a way to get through that season and get eight wins and beat Bama. Brian Harson, I know you don't watch the show because you got things to do, but if there's somebody close to you that watches it, my message to this staff is do that. Dig deep. Find the heart. Get it out of this team. No but I believe th- they have it. Right. Nobody yeah. phones in their season after week three.
0: Right.
3: Find it. Right. Because I saw a staff that everybody counted out do it. Right. And I believe these guys are good guys and they want to, but, like, man, eat your ego and just admit we had a bad plan. Let's rip this thing up. I remember, asked Tuberville, he'll tell you Nolesminger was a mistake. It wasn't—there was no we
2: need to execute better and all that stuff. He admitted it months later when he brought in Al Borges.
3: Right. It was a mistake. We needed to go a different direction. Find a way to get the win because, listen, this ass-whooping only only gets you down if you follow up with a dud the next week against Missouri. Right. Because in college football, you're only as good as the last good thing you did. And right now, the last good thing you did— was Ole Miss last year?
2: Mm, yeah. Figure it out. Which game was like, Arkansas or Ole Miss? Ole ones? Miss. Okay. Ole Miss last. Ole Miss. He's yeah, right. Yeah. O, of the first half of Ole Miss. Yeah. Right.
3: That was the last good thing you did. That was the last Power Five team you beat. Figure this shit out, man. So it's it's time. It's time. I believe they can do it. I'm not ready to phone in the season, but goddamn it. If it's not crunch time. Now, does this put more pressure on Brian Harson? I think you just gotta go win games. He, he needed to beat Missouri the same amount that he needed to beat before Penn State. A loss to Missouri was always gonna be unacceptable.
1: Right. Right, right.
3: Right? So it just doesn't matter. But 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 put your ego to the side and look at what you guys have done and rip this mofo up, man. Light a fire under your team. The same way Tullable said, it's been two games that we haven't scored a damn touchdown, but I'll be damned if we go out like some punks. Show me that, and I can stay behind this coaching staff. I'm telling you. Because if we never ride that out, we don't get one of the most historic seasons in Auburn football history. And and, and and everybody can, and people will tell, will watch this later and at me at Twitter and say, oh, well, you're trying to say Brian Harson is Tommy Tuberville. Well, nobody thought Tommy Tuberville was Tommy Tuberville that year. Yep. Right. Nobody. And if you're right. saying you did, you're a fucking liar. Ooh. Ooh. You're lying. <laughs> you're lying. I heard it. They, they fired up the Jets. People got fired over how they handled it. Light a fire under their asses, man, and get after it. There's talent on this team. These kids that have worked their ass off all offseason deserve better. They all deserve better. Figure it out, man. Five million a year, figure it out. I'm still with them. I'm still with them.
2: I'm still with them until I'm not. Yeah, you got to be with them because he's not going anywhere just yet. The yeah. last coach that left that, that left this program in the middle of the season was Terry Bowden. He did that after he started the year one and five. That was three decades ago, 24 years ago. And he left. He didn't get fired. In twenty twelve, a decade ago, when a coach probably should have been fired in the middle of the season, he waited to the end of the year. Yeah. It's a long time between here and December. Right. You right. might as well fix your attitude and support these kids. Yeah,
3: nobody—listen, we've seen tons of bad losses in college football in the first three weeks. Worse right. than worse right. than what, what happened versus a Power Five team. Right. We saw people lose to group of five teams. And nobody is phoning in their season after that loss. Right. Auburn shouldn't either. And if you're a fan and you're phoning in for them, it, I, I'm not going to curse at you, but like— <laughs> Again. Come on, man, be better. I
0: was about to say it again, <laughs> but yeah.
3: Be better. Be better. Like, I just, it, it, it can't, like, we can't, you don't have to, you can be out, you can be, you can be skeptical and nervous because I think all of us are. Right. It is. I'm not saying you have to be sold on it, but I'm telling you, phoning it in after week three, man, that's a hard way to live your life. You know, well, so, to I'm, be
0: clear, most of them, most of the ones that have phoned it in after week three, phoned it in in the yeah season.
3: last season. They phoned it in in the yeah season, they they were done sure.
0: well before sure. this game,
3: right? Yeah, yeah. But right. listen, I'll, I'll, I'll like people are going to be like, there's too many people who will ride this. He sucks, and we're not going to win five games just so that they can eventually be right about, and then they hide behind the whole "I hope I'm wrong" statement. No, you don't right. hope you're wrong. You don't stop saying that. You don't hope you're wrong. You hope you're right. You hope you're right. You hope you're right so that you can be right. And for those who feel right, how do you
2: feel today? Right. Your, team's, yeah. your team's still lost. Oh, they're lost. Giddy. So how do you feel? And that's the feel? thing. That's
0: what's crazy is, like, they're super <laughs> giddy about it. Like, see, I told you guys. And it's like,
2: go to therapy. Yeah, yeah, go man. to therapy. Yeah, yeah, It's So
3: yeah. many people who just want to be right about what their original take was. Go, and I will Go tell, to I'll therapy. Just, yeah, and I will just tell you, you know, at the end of the day, I hope that, you know, those people will have to eat all their— Criticism. I do because, you know, this, this, you know, people, I like, I like the idea that people can improve, that people can learn, and that goes for coaches and players. Right. And I will, I will be in until I'm out. I will be in until I'm out, guys. He's not going
0: to be halfway out is what he's trying to tell you. He's not hanging halfway out the bag like a McDonald's hash brown. He's either in (laughs) or... (laughs) I will will be
3: in until I'm out, right? I will let the play on the field and the results be the thing. But this whole projecting in week three, it's not not something I'm going to do. It's not something I'm going to do. To each their own. But I am not going to project in week three that the season is lost after a bad loss. I've watched Auburn football for too long, and I've seen us have bad losses. I've seen our coach, it was 06, 07, the whole O-line.
2: Yeah. bench the whole O-line because it wasn't going well, and put in
3: all starting freshmen.
2: And beat Florida on the road. Caesars. Who, who was ranked.
3: Come on, man. Come on. I've seen it happen. So it can happen.